This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. I want to do everything I possibly can today to honor her and to do exactly what she wanted and to preach the gospel. There might be somebody here today that is saying, I don't believe a word of it. I'm not a Jesus freak. I don't have a Bible. I don't believe in the Bible. I'm here today because of my family member. I'm here today because she was my friend. And I'm just waiting for this service to be over with. There might be somebody watching online today that has that same thought, that same concept of life. I don't believe a word of it. Well, let me just say this from the beginning, and that is, if you think the Bible is a lie and it's not true, and suppose that it was, then you have absolutely nothing to worry about when it's your time to go. However, if this Bible is the infallible, inerrant Word of God, if it's God's breath, then I encourage you to pay very close attention to what it says today. Because the truth of the matter is this, if you never know me, you'll miss nothing. And there's a lot of people out here I've never seen in my life and I do not know. If you never know me, you'll miss nothing. But if you never know my Jesus, you'll miss everything. I want to ask five questions in the next few moments. Four questions I'm going to give you the answer to. But the fifth question only you can answer. That song, Scars in Heaven, that's what I want to talk about, heaven, just for a few moments. Job, the great servant of God, centuries ago, asked this question. He said, if a man dies, shall he live again? Have you ever thought about life after death? Have you ever laid in your bed at night and wondered if heaven was real? Have you ever laid upon a grassy knoll and looked up in the clouds and wondered what was beyond those clouds. Many people have a lot of different beliefs and doctrines and faiths and ideologies about what's beyond those clouds. But let me ask you this question today and let it be heart-searching. What do you believe? What do you truly believe about life after death? You'd be surprised. In a world that we live in today, there are all kinds of ideologies about what happens when a person dies. There are people by the millions who believe that when a person dies that they're reincarnated. They come back and they live the cycle of life all over again. If they were a man in this life, they believe that they can come back as a woman and relive life, and it's just like a hamster's wheel that goes on and on and on and never ends. There are those that believe that when a person dies that 
when they're taken to the graveyard and lowered into the ground, that that's just the end of things. That's the end of the story. There are multitudes of people that believe that when a person dies, that their spirit goes to a halfway place between earth and heaven. Some call it purgatory, and they're dependent on their family to work them out, to pray them out, to buy them out. Something or another that is designed and motivated, motivated by human effort to get them a little closer to God. But again, I come back to this, what do you believe? Question number one, do you believe that heaven is a real place? This, by the way, is where I believe Cecilia is right now. And I'm going to tell you why I believe that in just a moment. But do you believe that heaven is a real place? We sing songs about it. We talk about it. We write poems about it. People draw pictures about it. We have a wonderful imagination of what heaven looks like, and we have the Bible that gives us a pretty good description. But I ask you again, what do you believe? Do you believe that heaven is a real place? That's question number one. If you've ever doubted, if you've ever struggled, if you've ever wondered if heaven is real, then I want to call your attention back to the Word of God. Because while you're here for the next 35 or 40 minutes or so, I want you to know that this is a preacher that absolutely believes that heaven is a real place. And I don't believe that heaven is a real place because I want this family to feel real good right now, even though that's my heart's desire. There's nothing more that I would like to do than to put my arms around each and every one of you and love on you and whisper Jesus to you and encourage you in the faith. But I don't want heaven to be real just to give you a word of encouragement. I want you to know that heaven is real, not because I want it to be for you right now, but I want you to know that heaven is real because Jesus, the Son of God, said it's real. Jesus said it this way in John's Gospel, chapter 14. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go and prepare a place. Now listen, he didn't say, I go and prepare you a dream. He didn't say, I go and prepare you a nice thing that you can have in the figments of your imagination. He said, I go and prepare you a place. Listen to this. Heaven is a real place. Heaven is just as real as the place where we are right now. I go to prepare you a place, and if I go and prepare you a place where Cece is right now, he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. So here's the thing that I want to assure you, the family with today, that heaven is real, not just because I want it to be real for you right now at this moment. Heaven is real because Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, said it was real. Question number two, and you might have asked yourself this question before, and maybe you've asked other people about this question, and you don't feel that you ever got a real clear answer. I'm going to try to give you the best answer that I possibly can. In fact, it's the only answer that I can give you, and it comes straight from the Word of God. And the question is this, question number two. 
Well, pastor, if heaven is a real place, does a person go to heaven immediately when they draw their last breath on this earth? Well, that depends on what you did with Jesus Christ. Because you see, heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Jesus said, I go to prepare you a place. So here's the thing. The scripture says, if any man be in Christ. And so in order to go to heaven, when you draw your last breath, as Cecilia did, you have to be in Christ. None of us are born into this world in Christ. None of us become in Christ because of good things we do. I read this list. The preacher said some great things about her. The songs, the testimonies, the, the obituary. It's filled with a lot of great things. She was a good Samaritan. My wife and I were talking about this the other day, that if there was anybody sick in our church, if anybody needed a visit, if anybody needed a call, if anybody needed a card, Cece was at the top of the list. She was first in line to make those things happen. I had a back surgery not too long ago, and there she was knocking on my door with a delicious meal. But let me ask you this. Are you in Christ? Because you weren't born that way. Nobody is going to stumble into heaven. Nobody's going to get there on an accident. Are you in Christ? Preacher, does a person go to heaven immediately when they draw their last breath on this earth? That depends on what they did with Jesus. If you are in Christ, if you gave your heart to Jesus, then the answer to that question is absolutely yes. The Apostle Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 8. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So here's what happened. And I spoke to Melissa and I spoke to Tammy on occasion. And you were telling me the other day that in the final moments of her life, she was lying down on the bed and her breathing was started getting more shallow and shallow. And here's what happened. She was lying there in her bed and all of a sudden she got to the place where she took her last earthly breath. She inhaled for the last earthly time and exhaled, but then she inhaled in the presence of God. She didn't have to get in a line. She didn't have to take a number. She didn't have to do a, a good deed. She didn't have to run another meal to somebody. Immediately when she drew her last breath, she was in the presence of Jesus. And so if you've ever wondered, does a person go to heaven immediately when they die? If they're in Christ, absolutely. Question number three, and you might have wondered about this. Well, pastor, if heaven is real, and you're talking about this thing being in Christ, and if I go along with that, and, and I kind of get the idea of what you're talking about, being in Christ, and in Christ, when I draw my last earthly breath, that I'm going to heaven, my question is this, will I have a real body in heaven? Are there real bodies in heaven? Well, let me assure you of this. The bodies that we have in heaven are not going to be like the bodies we have now. And the difficult thing about 
that body in heaven is we cannot figure it out. We cannot understand it. I mean, the only thing we know is these bodies. But think about it just for a moment. These bodies, they have a hard time living here. There's no way. David said, I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's no way these bodies can live forever. I mean, we take pills in the morning to get up. We take pills at lunchtime. We take pills at night. We're all on dope. (laughs) These bodies are not made to live there forever. And when a person in Christ dies and our spirit is ushered immediately into the presence of God, yes, we will one day have a body, the scripture says, likened to his own. In 1 John chapter 3, verse number 2, the Bible says, Beloved, now we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I want you to think about this just for a moment. These bodies, as I've said, they're not designed, they're not made, and we can only think about it from a finite perspective, but we have to remember he's infinite. He's got it all figured out. He's got it all worked out. We cannot get it. But the bodies that we will have in heaven, they will be incorruptible. You mentioned eight brain tumors just a while ago. And I was with her in the hospital in St. Mary's. She had just gone through the exam. Gail and I were there late at night. And we talked to her. She was just coming out of the procedure. And she said, you know, they found something and they were looking at this and later it was definite what it was. And I thought about it. Maybe some of you right now, you've had loved ones, you've had friends, you've had family members. And cancer is a terrible thing. In some way or another, all of our lives are touched by it and affected with it. But I want you to know something, that the bodies that we will have in heaven fashioned and likened unto the Lord's glorified body, his self. Listen carefully. The bodies that we have now will not be in any way comparable to that. They will be incorruptible. They will never get cancer. They will never need nitroglycerin. There will never be any CNI dogs. There will never be any earthly physicians. No one there will be blind, deaf, and dumb. I'm telling you, heaven is going to be a place of perfection. And we will have, according to the scriptures, a body just like his. The fourth question is this. Well, pastor, if heaven is real and a person, as you say, that's in Christ goes directly to heaven upon their death. And you're saying we're going to get a new body. My my question about heaven is this. Well, I know my loved ones when I get there. I remember the Sunday that many years ago, shaking hands in the lobby, a little lad came to the door and I was greeting people as they were leaving the building. And I got a little tug on my coat and I looked down, a little boy standing there with a long salty tear dripping off of his chin his lip quivering a little bit, and he said, can I ask you something? I said, sure. I stopped what I was doing, and I got down on one knee, and I looked him right in the eye. I said, 
What's your question? He said, my grandpop just died. He told me about Jesus almost every time we were together. He told me that heaven was a big place and he knew he was going there one day and he wanted me to know for sure that I was going. And preacher, my grandpop just died. I know it's a big place when I get there. Will I be able to find him? Will I be able to recognize him in that big place? And this is what I said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 12. The apostle Paul said, but then shall I know even as I am known. I said, son, you'll be able to find him. He'll be able to find you. You'll be together forever. That's four questions. Is heaven real? Absolutely. Does a person in Christ go immediately to heaven upon their death on this earth? In Christ, absolutely. Well, we have different bodies, new bodies. Absolutely. Let me assure you of what John the Revelator said. In Revelation 21, he said this, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Yes, we'll have a new body in heaven. Will we recognize one another in heaven? Absolutely. But the fifth question, I cannot answer for you. The fifth question is, will you be in heaven? Because you see, heaven is a real place. It's a prepared place for prepared people. Here's the story. Way before this earth was ever built and formed and framed, before the foundation of the earth, God so loved this world. He said that Jesus was the Lamb of God slain before the foundations of the world. The prophets foretold that Jesus would come, and he came. He was born. He lived. He died. He went to a cross. That was his purpose. That was his mission. In the gospel of Luke chapter 19, the Bible says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. We were all born lost. He died on the cross. He shed his blood, every drop of blood he had in order to make salvation possible. And then the third day after his death, he was taken down from the cross by two men, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, placed him in a barred tomb. Three days later, God the Father raised him from the dead. That's the gospel. He died on the cross. He shed his blood. He gave his life so that we could be in Christ. So that we could go to his place called heaven at the end of our earthly life. Stan, I want to tell you what I believe happened the moment Cecilia passed this life. I've never been to heaven. I've never had an out-of-body experience. I've never been in the supernatural 
celestial city. I've never been there. But I'm going to tell you what I believe happened. And the reason I believe this happened is because I believe what the Bible says about Jesus. The word says he was a compassionate man. Every place he went, he went around doing good. He would open blinded eyes. He would open deaf ears. He would give the mute the ability to speak. He would cleanse the spotted leper. He would raise the dead. Everywhere, he multiplied the fish and the loaves and turned the water into wine. Everything he did, he went about doing good for other people. He never did a miracle for himself. It was only for others. It's just the kind of man Jesus was. Now, I've never been to heaven, and I say this to the family. I say this to the friends that are gathered here today. I've never been there, but I believe it's real. And I believe it's real because that Bible says it's real. And I believe every word in that Bible to be the literal word of God. This is what I believe happened. And I can only imagine it, but I believe it. When Cece drew her last earthly breath, lying in that bed. It was a celestial moment, as promised in Scripture, because she believed in Jesus. She loved him. She placed her faith in Christ. Jesus was her everything. When she drew her last breath and exhaled, she took her next one in the presence of Jesus. And I can only imagine, because of the man that Jesus was, as the scripture says, I can only imagine that as she made her way, her entrance into the loving arms of the Lord, I can, I can just see it now. He's reaching out with those nail-scarred hands and he's wrapping her up. He's drawing her close to him. And maybe, just may, I've never been there, I've never seen this happen, but I just believe this is what happened. As he drew her close and held her for a moment, said, Cece, welcome home. You fought a good fight. You ran the race. You kept the faith. Enter in into the joys of the Lord. And maybe the Lord brought her into that celestial gateway of heaven and said, now look, isn't it not true? Eyes have not seen nor ears have heard what this really looked like. And she might have said, well, you know that preacher down there, he tried his best to get it, but he just couldn't get this. This is far better than what he talked about. Maybe the Lord said, come on in. Maybe he put his arm around her and said, Cece, this is your first day in heaven. Is there anything I can do for you? Now I'm going to tell you what I believe she would say. And I can tell you what she would not say. When the Lord brought her into those pearly gates and said, look over there, you heard many sermons about Peter, James, and John. There they are. Have you ever heard anything about the street of gold and the river that never runs dry and the tree that bears 12 manners of fruit? You ever heard anything about angels singing? Come on in. Is there anything I can do for you? This is your first day for it in heaven. She wouldn't say this. 
as much as she loved all of you and you and you. She wouldn't say, well, Jesus, that's a pretty good bargain you're making with me. Are you saying I can have anything? Whatever, what do you want? She wouldn't say, now, as much as she loved you, she would not say, don't get me wrong, Lord. This is a beautiful place. And the preacher tried, just couldn't get it. This is, man, I want to be here forever. But if you're saying that I can have anything I want, this is what it would be, Jesus. Now, she wouldn't say this. Then send me back to earth with a perfectly healthy body. Take those brain tumors out. Give me another 15 years with my family of good health. Now, I will tell you, as much as she loved you and you and you, she wouldn't say that. This is what she would say. Oh, God in heaven, if I could have anything my heart desires, it would not be that you would send me back to my family. But oh, God, in Jesus' name, my prayer would be that you would bring my family to me. And that can only happen by you being in Christ, giving your heart to Jesus. This was her dying wish and prayer that her family would know the Lord, her friends would know the Lord, that they would be with her in heaven one day. It's only possible through Jesus. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, Visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.